when hope came down. So I want to share with us this morning about this. This is the theme for this morning is when hope came down. Great to have all of you here. I want to share with you a little bit about Christmas. I want to ask you this question. So uh, what, what is Christmas about? What is it really about? What is Christmas truly about? I mean, there's a little baby that was born, so we're celebrating the birth of a baby. But did anything really change when that little baby was born? No, not much changed. It's only like 30 years later that Jesus started with his ministry. And then uh, only three years, three and a half years later, he, was, he died on the cross for our sins. So what's all this excitement about a little baby? Should we be excited? Now we're not sure. Oh, should we be excited? Yes. The Word became flesh. Wow, you've been trained well. <laughs> yes, the Word became flesh. God became a man. At that moment, nothing changed. In a sense, nothing changed. Was Jesus, Jesus was just a little baby. Nothing actually changed. He didn't do anything. Yet the angels came and there was celebration and, 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 and the glory of God shone upon people. And people were excited. Why were they excited? One word. Hope. Hope came down. You see, hope doesn't change anything at first. It just changes you on the inside. But over time, hope changes your environment. Hope changes it just changes you on the inside at first. It changes our perspective on life. But over time, hope is guaranteed to change our environment. Hope came down. Hope. You and I need hope. You know, um, this, uh, to give you some background, I'm going to read this verse now in Romans 15, verses 12. But if you look at, the, um, at Israel... At that time, 2,000 years ago, Israel were in a sense a hopeless nation. They were being oppressed by the Romans. They were a bit like slaves to this Roman Empire. They couldn't, they couldn't really define themselves or, they, or the direction of their nation. They, their leaders were corrupt. Herod the Great was a, a horrible, corrupt man, even an evil man, some say. And even beyond that, the religious leaders lost their way, so the, the church lost their way. It was a dark, dark time in the history of Israel. But yet they, some still believed, some had hope that things will change. They held on to these Old Testament prophecies in Romans 15, where it says... And again, Isaiah says, the Old, the Old Testament prophets, they prophesied that there's someone coming. There's someone coming. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a, a root of Jesse. And he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. And in him, the Gentiles shall hope. Say, say hope. The Gentiles will hope in this one. There is one coming who's different than all others, a king in whom not just Israel, but the whole world will hope. 
You know, so Israel was, in a sense, a hopeless nation. There were a lot of challenges. Now, if we look at our country currently, a lot of challenges. Some good things happening too. But we can say, hey, there's all these problems, all these issues. Let's go to Australia. Some took the shortcut there already. And, uh, and there's so many things that we can say that's wrong in our country. So many things that we can complain about. So many things that, 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 that can have our focus, darken our focus. Do you know that if you do not have hope, you are part of the problem? If you do not have hope that things will turn out for good, you are part of the problem. You and I, we're part of the problem. But hope came down. Hope came down. I want to say to you today, we have incredible hope for the future. Wondrous hope. And His name is Jesus. And at first, hope doesn't change anything. It just changes you and me on the inside. But over time, hope is unstoppable. Darkness doesn't know what to do with hope. Darkness cannot quench hope. If you want to freak out evil... If you want to just really freak out evil in this world, be filled with hope. Because hope, evil cannot quench the fire of hope, the light of hope. Cannot be stopped. Cannot be stopped. I don't know where you are, where you are at or what you've been through this year. Maybe you've had a few, a few dips this year. Maybe you had a few challenges this year. Maybe it's been an awesome year to you. But I want to call us to hope today because that's what Christmas is about Christmas is a reminder to you and me. Hope came down. It's time to hope. It's time to believe. You know, a few months ago, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper this in my heart. I, I, I was in my prayer room, and I, I heard this whisper. Like this, there was just this God moment that I believe will, will, I will see the fruit from this years from now, but I can really see change in me. But I heard the, the whisper of the Holy Spirit say to me, the only obstacle you're facing is unbelief. The only obstacle you're facing is unbelief. So I've been meditating about faith and unbelief and thinking about this and praying and saying, God, show me. Show me how does this work? How can I have more faith? And the Lord spoke to me. I felt in my heart the Lord say to me that faith cannot flourish in an environment of hopelessness. Hopeless, hope creates an environment where faith can flourish. Hope creates an environment where faith can flourish. Faith changes the world in the end. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So if you want faith, you need hope, hope, faith, hope, love. These three, it's the core of our faith. It's the most three important aspects of our faith. Faith, hope, love. So uh, one middle of September, I met a man called Paul. He's from Secunda. And he was that weekend in Swakopmund, and I was doing a, a healing conference or a healing seminar, physical healing seminar in Swakopmund. Paul is the guy on the left there. So he was uh, going through a season of hopelessness. He went to the doctors. He's been going fighting cancer, and the doctor said to him, "He's got basically a month to live. He'll be a, a miracle if he." lives very, very long. So he has lost his hope. And so uh, 
So I, I was praying for some people, and a bunch of guys were praying for Paul. I didn't know what was happening in his life. It was Sunday morning service. And so the guys called me to pray with them. I was praying with them. And the next moment, the presence of God rocked this man. The power of God hit him that he went to the floors like a wave of life just crashing into him. Like it was not, it was a normal, sort of normally service, praying for him. And suddenly it was like a wave crashing into this man and he went to the floor. And the power of God was all over him, all over him. I could feel it was like, it's like you could feel something was happening. So anyway, so um, later after quite a while of praying, it was just emotional time. Because he, he's had a death sentence. He had no hope. The doctors said to him, basically a month to live. 60-70% chance that he's going to make the end of October. And so he, I, I was WhatsApping him this morning. And, uh, and he said to me, when the doctor said to him, one month, because of the results of, his, of the cancer, basically one month. You've got one month to live. And he looked at the doctor and he said to him, you don't know my Jesus. You don't know my Jesus. And he said the, lock, the doctor looked at him and looked him up and down. Like, fine. So anyway, we prayed for him. And he, as he was on the floor, he shared the story with me. He shared how he experienced as he was on the floor. He felt power coursing through his body from head to toe. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And he felt like a light opening up above him. He felt like light shining upon him. He had no hope. Until Jesus stepped onto the scene. And we prayed for him to be healed in Jesus' name. Now the results is basically in November. He went to the doctor. The doctor looked at the results. And he said he was astounded. He was amazed. In Afrikaans, he was verstom. When he looked at the results. So the cancer didn't disappear. But it hasn't spread. The pain is basically gone. He's added 6 kgs. For some reason... He says he has hope and faith for the future. Pain is basically gone. Don't know what happened, but hope entered in and he's turning the scenario around. Hope has come. What is hope? Hope is to have hope in this case of hopelessness. That is real hope. Hope is to have hope when, it's, when, when everything seems hopeless. That is hope. Hope. Hope is when everything seems hopeless. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want to read that again. So Romans 15 verse 12. Well, it's just so beautiful just to speak to Paul this morning. He just said he's so blessed. He's so excited about the future. I want to say to you, it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter how hopeless your environment seems. Hope has come down. I want to speak this over you. Hope has come down. Hope has come down. Jesus Christ, He's the very hope is found in a person. So the story that I'm sharing with about Paul is still in, in pro progression. But we've had two other scenarios where cancers just disappeared off people's bodies. Why am I sharing this with you? Because I want to say to you that Christmas sometimes feels like a little fairy tale. We have a little trees and we have a little this and it feels like, hey, a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. Our God is alive. He is powerful. He wants to flow. He wants to flood into your life. He wants to. 
But you need hope so that that life can flow in. So it says, in him the Gentiles shall hope. So hope is a person. Hope is a person. Hope is a person. So hope changes the atmosphere within us. And ultimately, hope changes the atmosphere around us. So what is hope and how do we get hope? Look at this, Romans 15, 13. I want to remind you of what Christmas is about. I want to remind you that it's not a fairy tale. He is alive. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope He is hope, say hope. He is the God of hope. He is the source of hope. If you're looking for something to anchor your life, it is found in Jesus. What is the difference between hope and faith? I think sometimes we confuse it to hope is more trusting in God for something more general, while faith is for something specific. Faith is God, oh, I'm trusting for the mountain to move. Hope is, I'm in the storm, and I, don't, I can't see which way. I don't know what to do, but I am anchored in God, because hope is an anchor. I am anchored in God. Hope anchors you. Hope. Hope. It says, and now may the God of hope fill you. Say, fill you. So God wants to fill you with hope on the inside. He wants to change the atmosphere on the inside. And then what comes is, and with all joy and peace, because you believe that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you see it there? First, He fills you with hope. And then hope begins to abound to those around you. You can't contain hope. If we don't have hope, we're part of the problem. But if we have hope, our environment can begin to change. How's your hope? How's your hope today? They say that if there's any area of your life that you do not have hope, it's a sign that you're believing a lie. If there's any area of your life that you are lacking hope, it's a sign that you are believing a lie. Do you have hope in every area of your life? Do you have hope in your finances? Do you have hope in your relationships? Over this past month, there's been multiple people battling in their marriages. Do you have hope for your relationships? Do you have hope for 2018? Do you have hope for the future? Are you anchored? Are you anchored in God? Because if you don't have hope in every area of your life, you're believing, you're believing a lie. So let's expose. Let's, 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 let's release life over it. Okay, so why, why hope? Now I want to paint you a picture of what hope looks like. So you need to give you understanding so that the, the light of God can shine in. Hope, imagine your inside, your mind and your heart is like a garden. It's a garden. Hope is like the soil in the garden, fertile soil. If you don't have no hope, nothing grows there. Faith is like a seed, a mustard seed. Bible speaks about faith like a mustard seed. So when you take faith and you plant it in the soil of hope, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. Faith planted in hope will flourish. Faith or hope creates an environment where faith can flourish. And we want faith because faith overcomes this world. 
Okay, so you see my picture here. So you have the soil. Fertile soil is hope. A garden in darkness when we believe lies is like a shadow cast on that area of your life and heart. There's like darkness there. But when hope comes like the sun that rises and shines, hope has come down. God wants to shine His hope on your heart. So what happens when you have faith but you don't have hope? You have faith but you don't have hope. You have faith, but you don't have hope. Hope is like your, your net, your anchor. Let's say you're trusting God for something. You're trusting God for your marriage. You're trusting God for, a, for something very specific. You've planted the seed. You've nurtured it. You're nurturing the seed. And it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. You're trusting for a beautiful tree with much fruit. The fruit is, are the results. The, the, the change that's come. You've had that breakthrough. You've that area of your life has been changed. Suddenly, you have peace again in your life. You're trusting for good fruit. Now, what happens when, you, when you've planted the seed and you've put all your eggs into that basket and you've been trusting, you've been praying, you've been investing for, for months, maybe for years, you've been trusting for this, and then it doesn't come to pass. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? I think that happens to many people. I've trusted. I've trusted in God. I've prayed. It didn't happen. It doesn't work. Stuff this. Not trusting again. Not in this area. I'm not trusting again. I had faith, man. I trusted that He would be healed. I had faith that something's going to change, and it didn't change. What happens when you have faith but not a lot of hope? That tree or that plant will just crumble up. It will just crumble up. And that's when people give up. That's when people lose their, completely their hope and faith. They give up and they don't get up again. You see, but if you have hope, high levels of hope, high, high levels of hope, it's like the whole garden is fertile. I don't just have one seed planted. I have multitudes. I have 10 there. I've got 20 there. I've got options because I've got hope. My life's not going to fall apart when one thing goes wrong or when one thing doesn't come to pass because I have hope. What is hope? Hope is a confident expectation that good is coming. That's what hope is. And it's based on Jesus. Hope is a confident expectation based on solid certainty. It's not just I'm hoping. Solid certainty. My hope, my confidence is based on who God is. He is good. He is faithful. He is powerful. He is able. He's good. Come on, let's say it. He's good. <laughs> yes. And so what do you do? Like on Tuesday with me and Sonica, we're just starting our holiday. It's been a hectic year. Starting our holiday, and we're getting up. I think Sonic has spent some time in worship the morning. I was in my inner room praying. We had so much peace. We had so much peace. I was so full of peace. Sonica goes to the mall with Vian, our son, who's nine now. Went to the mall, and then they, next moment I get a phone call. My wife on the phone. She's in tears. She crashed the car. A vehicle a bucky, small truck slowed down. She was looking down, didn't see it, and she crashed into the back of the bucky 
the whole front of the car is totaled, and it's written off. So what do you do with that? Okay, God, we've got peace. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me, Lord? Because you speak to me. You tell me. You've told me in the past, pray for Sonic, uh, and then we avert something like this. What is this? So now we go there and we go home. Obviously, she's, Sonic is quite shaken. My son is quite shaken. But now you can ask questions. Where was God? Why is this happening? And then you just come back to, well, I have unstoppable hope that He is good and that good is coming. And I don't know, I don't understand what happened here, but I know even this will turn for good. At the very least, we are a little bit less attached to some worldly things now. At the very least. My wife was quite attached to this car. It's been coming a long time with her. But, but how do you respond? Is our faith, is our hope dependent on our environment? No. Is our holiday now crashed and destroyed as well? No. Because my faith, my hope is in God, in nothing else. Hope is a confident expectation. So we've had fun over the last four or five years. A lot of interesting things happening every now and again. But I know that I know that I know my God is good. And He is ultimately in control. I must just follow Him. I want to speak this over your life today. God is good. Hope has come down in a form of a little baby, but that baby, that hope was nurtured and nurtured and grew and grew until salvation came. I want to say to you, if you hold on to hope, if you hold on to hope in God, if you hold on to the very promises of God, of who He is and His heart and His plans for your life, you will see salvation come. You will see the goodness of God manifest in your life. Amen. You will see it. I so want to encourage you to hold on to hope. Because as I said, hope is our net when faith didn't produce. God, I trusted you to protect our possessions. Ah, it didn't work. What's the response? No, my life's not going to fall apart. Or maybe for you, you, you trusted God. I built up this beautiful little tree and I was trusting for good fruit. And I, was, I, was, I, I believed God. I believed. But it didn't come to pass. How are you going to respond? I want to say to you, hope is that net that gets, causes us to get up. People that are hopeless are like a lame man that can't walk. A lame man that can't walk. And yet when Jesus comes past and he looks at the lame man, he says, get up and walk. I feel God wants to speak to some of us in certain areas of our lives where you have lost your hope, lost your faith. He wants to speak into that area where you've said, God, I can't trust you anymore with this. He wants to speak into that area and he wants to say, get up and walk. I want, to say, I want to say, I believe there's a word for some of us in certain areas of our lives. Get up. Hope again. Trust again. In Jesus' name.
So look at this verse in Luke. It says, and this reveals again, like, thy hope is like a light that shines into darkness. So this is where Jesus was already born. And it was like the same night or the same few days there. And then the angel appeared to the shepherds in the field. It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. That's a feeding trough. A feeding trough is probably dirty. But the king of heaven and earth comes and he's born in this in this feeding, and is laid down in this feeding trough. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I believe that there's angels that appeared and made the proclamation. The glory of God shining into this darkness, into these shepherds' lives. I believe that's hope. That's our hope. It's like a light that shines in the midst of our darkness. Nothing has changed, but everything's going to change. That's hope. Hope it changes our perspective. It changes the atmosphere on the inside. And ultimately, it will change our environment. I want to speak this over every one of us. God has a plan for our land. God has a plan. You see, but my hope is not in government. My hope is not in the economy. My hope is not in people. My hope is not in money. My hope, our hope shouldn't be in anything else but God Himself. Because then nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake you. Hope is that safety net. So how do we increase our hope levels? I just want to mention these three things. How do we increase our hope levels? Because you need hope if you want to be anchored. And hope anchors us primarily in eternity. Because Jesus has ascended to heaven. Our hope is now seated at the right hand of the Father. I've got good news. I, I read the last pages of the Bible. Have you? We win. We win. Ultimately, all evil will be vanquished. Every tear will be wiped away from our eyes. Pain and suffering will be gone. That is our ultimate hope. Even if you don't have hope now, you can be anchored in eternity. God, good is coming. Hope is a person. Hope is a person. Look at the Psalm 39, verse 67. It says, Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. You see, physical things, material things, our hope is not in it. You waste your time. 
by putting your faith and your trust in that, and does not know who will gather them. But it says, and now, Lord, what do I wait for? That's so beautiful. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. My hope is in you, not on my Christmas gifts. But it is nice to have a Christmas gift. But my hope is in you, God. Hope is a person. Secondly, hope only in God, as I just touched on it. But I want to say, I want to, I want to encourage you, ask this question. In terms of hope is a person, ask this question. Whatever you're facing, whether it be you 2018, whether whatever area of your life maybe that you, 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 don't, you don't have hope, ask this question. God, who are you going to be to me in this? Jesus, who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? Are you going to be my healer, my deliverer, my provider? Who are you going to be to me? Just get your focus off your challenge, off the area of hopelessness. Just get it back onto hope himself. You cannot look into the eyes of Jesus, metaphorically speaking, and not have hope. Hope is a person. Secondly, hope only in God. Every other hope is a false hope. So about a, a year or so ago, I was seriously depressed about a specific situation. Not here in our church and the rest of the country. And uh, I remember coming back to East London and I'm like, I'm depressed. <laughs> I am down. I have fallen. I'm in a hole. I'm in a pit. I am so, so negative about the specific situation. And so I was at a small group meeting, a life group meeting, and I couldn't connect with God, and I'm facilitating this thing, and we're going to spend some time in worship, we're going to worship Jesus now. But I, I was disconnected from God. I was like, God, I know how to get out of this hole. And I just heard the voice of the Holy Spirit whisper in my heart, say to me, the only reason you're disillusioned is because you're looking to man and not to me. The only reason... You're disillusioned is because you're looking to man and not to me, to God. The moment I heard there was like the lights, like the lights came on. I reconnected with God. I got my focus back on God. But God, you are able to turn any scenario around. You are the God of hope. This is who Jesus is. He spoiled every funeral. He spoiled every funeral when Jesus, when the fullness of God steps into something, the dead are raised, the sick are healed, the oppressed are delivered. He steps in and he changes the environment. But hope is that environment we need to nurture. So who are you hoping in this day? The next front page news article. The Proteus. They're going to disappoint you. I promise you. I've given up every World Cup. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. And then by halfway into the World Cup, I'm watching it. And then it's pain. Don't put your hope in the Proteus. Put your hope in Jesus. A few weeks ago, we had the previous J.P. Dumini, one of the cricketers, was here in church. And he responded on the altar call at the end. They were playing here in, in, in East London. And which is so beautiful from him, such a humble, he's a, he's a believer, he, he follows Jesus. But it was just amazing to see him respond and saying, I'm putting my trust in other things 
And I need to completely put my trust in Jesus. It's so special for me to pray with him. Every man, every woman, every child, we need to put our faith, our hope in Jesus and no other. Every other thing will disappoint you. How do you know when you're putting your faith and your hope in other things? It's like you find yourself disappointed. And not like, God, I know good is coming. I have a confident expectation that good is coming. And his name is Jesus. Let's say it. I have a confident expectation that good is coming. Yes. You need to speak that over your life. And that's the third point. Ending off with this. So you need to hope is a person. Hope only in God. And then let me just read that verse in the second one. Hope only in God. Habakkuk 3 verse 17. Now think of this in the context of a farmer. A farmer. And, and, and what he says, he says here, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Now if you uh, have vineyards... That's a sad, sad case. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Now, if you're a farmer and you have to say that, you're like, shame, man. That's really, 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 really sad. That's bad. That's really sad. I can understand you're in a hole. I can understand you've given up. I mean, look at your environment. It is hopeless. It is hopeless. But then he says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. In other words, real hope is, when, is to have hope when everything seems hopeless. You've been through the divorce. You've been through the broken relationships. You've given up. I want to say to you, there's hope in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. Let him change the atmosphere on the inside. He will change it on the outside. And thirdly, speak then to your soul. This is how to increase hope. Psalm 42 verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? He's speaking to himself. And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So you need to speak to yourself. You need to speak to your soul. Soul, get up. Soul, hope again in that area, on that area. Sometimes we get so used to living without hope that we're not even aware. I want to say to you, speak to your soul. God, my hope is in you. Good is coming. Sometimes we have this foreboding sense. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. It's been, I've had too good a week. Surely now, I mean, Murphy's Law is going to kick in now any moment. It's been a good week. Something's bad going to happen. Yep. Knew it. Knew it. No. Say, God, I'm expecting your goodness to manifest in my life. I'm expecting a good holiday time. I'm expecting a great time with my family. I'm expecting great time with my children. I am expecting the goodness of God to manifest in our lives. Because, God, that's who you are. You're good. Amen. He's good. Hope has come down. 
Is he reigning on the inside of you? Has hope taken up his place on the inside of you? What's happening there? How's, how's that garden there on the inside? How's the garden of your mind and heart? Is there a bit of shadow there? A bit of shadow, a bit of negativity, a bit of hopelessness, a bit of, of certain areas of your life. How's, how's your heart? How's that area of your life? What's happening on the inside? Because I want to I encourage you. I want to encourage you this day. Open the door. Open the door. Say, Jesus, come, let, let hope flood in. Because good is coming. Amen. I want to speak to every person on the inside where maybe you feel like a lame man. You've lost hope in a certain area. It's time to get up. 2018 is going to be a good year. I know. Because Jesus is with us. It's going to be an awesome year. He's going to be with you every step of the way. You must just open the door. You must just allow him to flood in. You must allow him to walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen.